0: Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds.
1: Hello, Bethel family. My name is Amy Thornton. My family and I have been members of Bethel for over 12 years now. My husband Zenon and I are on staff locally with a fellowship of Christian athletes. I'm excited to get to share a few of my thoughts with you today on Luke chapter 14. The chapter opens with Jesus dining at the house of a prominent Pharisee. I was struck by this because we're used to reading in Scripture where Jesus is confronting the attitudes and practices of the religious leaders. Yet in this passage, Jesus dined with them. I love that there is no cultural, societal, political, religious, or relational barrier Jesus won't attempt to break through. Jesus dined with all people. Much of Luke 14 is red-letter text, meaning Jesus is doing much of the speaking. He used examples and parables of centered around wedding banquets, feasts, and events. He even spoke about guest lists and seating arrangements. Jesus often taught with real-time examples and used teachable moments. He may have been looking around at His current social gathering and setting as to gather some of His teaching material for that day. Whatever spurred on Jesus is teaching, there are lessons about His kingdom we can learn from that are relevant to us today. Using these parables, Jesus teaches us about His upside-down kingdom, where humility over pride is fundamental, where elevating the interests of others above our own is central, where a kingdom of power, prestige, and seats of honor are not to be idolized but rather taking the humble position of a servant is to be practiced. Jesus himself is the ultimate example of this. In fact, later in Philippians 2, the Apostle Paul describes Jesus as such. He states, We are to have the same mindset of Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Je- Jesus speaks to this very thing. Upon arrival, guests should not look to take a seat of honor, but rather seat themselves in the lowest seat, the more humble seat. In just a few sentences, Jesus dethrones the prideful stance of elevating one's personal status, preference, and comfort, and replaces it with the high kingdom value placed on humility and looking to the interest of others. This is relevant to me, especially in the times we are living in, where personal gain, preference, and self-interest is easily elevated over the well-being, care, and love of others. This passage provides an excellent opportunity for us as believers to examine our hearts and attitudes, our words and actions, to make sure we are aligning with the heart of Christ. In verse 16, Jesus describes the great banquet. He talked about the excuses the original invited guests gave for not attending on the day of the banquet. The master then opened his guest list to the alleys of the town. He invited the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. This reminded me how grateful I am that Jesus extended that invitation to me also. Before accepting his invitation, I too was poor in spirit and broken. I was spiritually blind and lame and limping along as a result of my own decisions. Yet He, through the love of others, pursued me, He reached out to me, and He invited me to be one of His own. I so want others to experience this love as well. I was also challenged to look at this passage in regards to excuses we as believers might make to not invite others or help those in need. I began asking myself, what excuses am I, or are we, as believers, giving for not participating in the kingdom work God is calling us today? It could be that one act of kindness or that one need that is met that could open the door for someone's heart to soften and finally receive the greatest invitation of all, Jesus himself. This got me thinking about one of our FCA middle school leaders who recently shared she decided she wasn't going to use the excuse of not seeing her peers in person as a reason to not connect with them. She decided to go through every person in her contacts, text them a greeting, and ask them how she could pray for them. She was delighted to share that every single person shared a prayer request with her. She now has a prayer journal to track their requests and follow up with them. Could we follow the lead of this young middle school leader and not make excuses to love our neighbors well? Perhaps it is an holiday-giving project, financially supporting others, participating in Be the Church, or maybe it's as simple as walking across our yard to our neighbor or going through our own context and ask, how can we pray, and then doing it. During this difficult season, we know there is much hurt and pain going on around us. Yet we also know there is great opportunity to humble ourselves, look around to the interest of others, and to love them well. In conclusion, and in light of Luke 14, I have a couple of questions to challenge you and myself. What personal view, stance, opinion, or preference am I placing in front of the well-being and care of others? What excuses am I making right now for not reaching out to help those in need, and what opportunities can I engage in to love my neighbors well? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word that is alive and powerful. Thank you for the relevancy of Jesus' words recorded by Luke for us today. May we follow in your ultimate example of selflessness, love, and humility, and put others above ourselves. Search our hearts, Lord, and help us to love you and love others well. Help us to be the salt and light you have called us to for this hurting world and ultimately for your name's sake. We pray all of these things in your powerful and loving name. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus.